Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show with your host, Donnie Blanchard, brought to you in part by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. We protect what matters most. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply in Raleigh, a roofing supplier with a different approach. And welcome to another action-packed, exciting edition of the Carolina Contractor Show. My name is Eric Smith, world-famous DJ, and across from me, general contractor, Donnie Blanchard. Good afternoon, Donnie. How are you? Good afternoon, sir. Doing great. How about you? Fun, fun times going on. Yep. A couple things we want to talk about before we get on to today's main subject is, one, how do you find out more about this show? We go to the website, and what's the address? TheCarolinaContractor.com. Yeah, we got a lot of information up there. We got links to past shows. You can listen them in a podcast form. Also, the Facebook page that Donnie tends to update and uh, pictures and projects and stuff that he finds interesting. I've done a couple projects, and he'll start eventually uploading the stuff, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Did you see the, the post from last week? It got more traffic than we've had in a couple months, but I posted a picture of a red hat it said make plywood cheap again and everybody seemed to like that no kidding so i have a a back deck a normal wood deck and a couple years ago i was getting the idea i should redo this and i priced out materials i kid you not price of just doing the top plus the nails because everything Mm -hmm. else on it is fine was 800 and like 50 bucks okay this is about a 20 by 25 foot deck so 500 some square feet price it again just this week What's the price? What do you think? Uh, 1800 1950 yep. exactly, to get the same deck materials put in. Mm. Not put in, just the raw materials. So right. we can definitely understand the price when you go to Lowe's or wherever to get wood, and you're like, holy yep. cow. I've told folks in that scenario, you may entertain the composite decking like Trex or something similar to that, because uh, just for a few hundred more dollars, you can probably go with the superior material. Yeah, so that's things to consider when you're when you're looking at the supply. And, and you even said, wasn't it a couple weeks ago, maybe a good sign if interest rates of homes go up that'll slow down the process of building new homes and I really, materials? I really think that the material cost is just simply economics because the supply and demand, the demand's been there the whole time and um, the supply isn't there, but nothing has slowed down. So people are fighting over building materials right now. And I think it's going to take an interest rate hike to stop yeah. everything. And the second thing is I got the plastic off my screen and porch. We've <laughs> talked about this past couple of years. My son and I put painter's plastic up on our screen porch during pollen season. It looks like we're doing COVID too because it just wrap <laughs> yeah. it all up. But it just makes it easier to get the screened in porch open. You don't have to clean up all the pollen. And this was a, a, a rough year, needless yeah, to was. say, when it came to pollen. Right here where we record the, the show, I mean, it's heavily wooded around here. And, yeah. and when I pull in and when I leave, my truck looks totally different. Exactly. All right. So today's show, we've got a great subject to talk about. If you're going to buy or sell a house or refi, which is very popular, one of the things you have to do is get it inspected. So you got to get a home inspector in. And instead of us telling people what it might be like, mm-hmm. you brought in the real deal, Donnie. I did. Well, it's no secret that this is, it's a seller's market right now. So houses uh, just aren't out there readily available to buy like they have been in past years. And, um, you know, something that has uh, that, that's an important part of that process is just the, the home inspection. And mm-hmm. um, I have a, a friend and colleague both who is home inspector. He's also a realtor and a licensed general contractor. And um, it's one of these things where I said, I've got to get him on the show because if I were going to sell my personal house, he'd be the only person that I would trust to do it. He's very honest, very thorough. So today we brought in Mitch Kinley. Thanks for coming in. Appreciate your time. Happy to be here. I heard something funny about home inspectors and somebody worded it as hiring a home inspector is the real estate equivalent of bringing a date home to meet your parents because you're getting an honest assessment from somebody who knows a lot more than you do. And I can totally relate to that. So appreciate you coming in, Mitch. And um, if you want to start out by just telling everybody how you got into home inspections. Uh, So I started 
in real estate, basically. Mm-hmm. And I was, as I was attending inspections for our clients, I decided that I had oftentimes pointed out a whole lot of the yep. things that we were that we were finding during those home inspections. So right. I, I went to uh, the home inspection training center in Burlington, right, and I uh, got my license back in 2013. Great. Well, yeah, when you know more than the home inspector, that is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> What's the most common way you hear from folks? I know word of mouth has got to be one, but how do you how do you normally get your business? Uh, usually, my inspections are a result of referrals from uh, friends, family, past clients, or even real estate agents. So I'll get a request for a home inspection, and then that inspection is confirmed once my client signs the contract. So we'll send out the contract. North Carolina is really strict about mm-hmm. having that contract reviewed and signed prior right. to beginning that inspection. Right. They'll confirm that appointment by signing that contract. We'll set up the appointment on the day of the inspection. They can attend all, mm-hmm. uh, some or none of the inspection. If they're present, I'll review our findings during the inspection. And of course, I'll create a, a detailed report and uh, send that back out to them. Do you prefer if they're there? Is that better for you? I like for them to be there because most of the time it's a learning experience for the, for mm-hmm. the clients. Right. Um, a lot of folks don't know a whole lot about a house. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they live in them, but they don't understand the right, systems of work. a house. Yeah. So. Rather than write a report and send it out and get a whole, whole bunch of questions, it's kind of nice right. for me to say, hey, this is what your report's going to be talking right. about, and I'll kind of walk them through that so it makes more sense to Right. Me. Well, just to put an emphasis on what he said about the contract, if there's ever an issue with a home inspector, um, you mentioned that the, the board that regulates home inspectors, the first question that they're going to ask is, did you get the contract signed? Yeah, contract has That's to be signed. Deal. That is step one. All right, I want to mention something to people if they've never had a home inspection you got to be prepared for one thing. We talked about this off air. You guys are going to go through the house and you're going to take pictures. We had ours inspected years ago. And when the pictures came back, my wife went, they took a picture of the laundry room and it was just, it was a mess. I said, well, it's a laundry room. She scrolls through pictures, take a picture of the master bedroom. Oh, my clothes are laid out on the bed. So if you, <laughs> if you want to go through your house and just put some order into it, right. you do that before the home inspector comes because there'll be a permanent record with pictures of your dirty underwear, literally and figuratively in your, uh, laundry room. But Mitch, let's set the record straight. What are some items that you see other home inspectors not investigate enough that you think are critical? I don't really want to speak to what other inspectors do. Uh, I just try to personally focus on providing as thorough of an inspection as possible. I've been in in and around construction for 20 years. I'm also a licensed real estate uh, agent as well as a contractor. So I've built houses, I've repaired old houses. So I'll bring all of that practical knowledge to every inspection. I think that's really important. And when you look up what criteria you should explore when you hire a home inspector, a lot of people say, is he insured? Is he certified? And is he licensed? And on top of all three of those, you know, having the extra experience and uh, just being a general contractor, I know that when I walk through a house, it's almost like I look at it like with x-ray vision because I know what from the foundation to the roof, what what's in there. So the fact that you have the big three plus the general contract and real estate thing. I think that that's really important. I got a question, Mitch. As a general contractor, and you just said you've built houses, have you ever inspected a house you built? No. Could you? <laughs> could you? I mean, would that be okay? I, I guess I probably could as long as, I mean, I would need to be just full disclosure. You just need to let everybody know all details, and then you're usually in pretty good shape. I can't imagine being able to be my own inspector on the first house or something when I work <laughs> for somebody else. Oh, my word. I've come a long way. Yeah. I think we all probably have. That's right. <laughs> I got to ask this while I got you in studio. Uh, what's the craziest thing you've ever seen during a home inspection? I've seen some pretty crazy things, but one particular house stands out. I think we had about 13, 13 snakes in one crawl space. Mm, no, thank <laughs> that you. Was a, that was a pretty interesting one. Did what I, kind of snakes do you know? They were all black. black okay. Snakes, yeah. So they had no mouse problem. <laughs> I don't think so. I didn't see any evidence of mice. 
<laughs> have I ever told you the snake crawl space story? I'm not sure because I, I got one too. Go yeah, ahead. Um, so I had a family member who had squeaky hardwood floors and they were ready to pull the hardwoods out. And they said, you know, we're just going to take them out and redo them because they didn't put enough nails initially. So I said, well, wait, wait, wait. This is when I was much younger and spry. Um, I went under there with some screws and basically um, in the walking area. So everywhere where they pass back and forth from kitchen to bedroom to living room, I got under there with one inch screws or inch and a quarter screws. And I would pull the insulation out and draw the screws down. Well, after I was finished, I said, hey, I kind of messed up the insulation in some of these areas. Uh, you may want to call the insulation company because you need it to be tidied up anyway. It was mm-hmm. about that 20-year mark. And uh, the insulation company came. Homeowner goes to get breakfast and comes back, and they're gone. And so he calls the company like, hey, that was really quick. Thank you for coming out. How much do I owe you? And they said, no, we're not finished. We have to come back. And and the workers worded it as there were too many snakes in the crawl space. And I had been under there for about three days. And I never saw one, but those guys – uh they said that there were too many snakes for them to do their job, and, and wow, that could have been bad. Well, while we're comparing war stories with snakes, <laughs> my brother years ago, like 25 years ago, was working with an alarm installation company, and we're doing condos. Well, we weren't. He was, and they were behind schedule, and he said, hey, I talked to my boss. If you want to help me, I was like 20 at the time. He says, if you want to help me, um, they're going to pay you six, 700 bucks for one Saturday worth of work. Mm-hmm. All we're doing is running wire underneath the foundation of the house so we can have it all set up to hook it up and i'm like okay it was a low foundation when you first got in you got down on your back and started crawling backwards because you would not be able to easily turn over if you needed to we are 25 feet up into it and he says hey Mm. by the way if you come across the snake just don't panic he'll probably ignore you he knew what to do yeah don't tell me until i'm already in there (laughs) yeah needless say i never did any side work with him ever again on that All right, this is the Carolina Contractor Show. We're talking about home inspections and uh, things that crawl under your house or (laughs) other creatures that you might see. Now, Mitch, you also said you have a GC license, realtor license. Your wife is, too. Is she more successful at realty than you are? Oh, sure. Yeah, she's a full-time real estate agent. I mostly just kind of back her up, assist her when she needs a hand. Okay, so is there a conflict? We made a joke. Could you build a house and inspect it yourself? But could there be a conflict of interest with her selling houses and you being an inspector? Or can that be a relationship that goes hand in hand? We made a decision very early on in in our business that I wouldn't work on houses that I inspected and I wouldn't inspect houses that we sell. Okay. So uh, I I just prevent there from being a potential for a conflict. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, let's get to the nitty-gritty of a house inspection because this is a thing that a lot of homeowners out there right now, if you've never had one, you just don't understand how thorough these things are. Mm-hmm. It's not something they come by and walk around the house, flash a flashlight underneath the foundation, and then go home. This is something that can take quite a while. So on the average house, tell us what you look for basically from start to finish. You pulled up to the driveway. Even before you get out of the truck, you probably look at some things, right? Sure. We start inspecting as soon as we pull in. And basically on that exterior, we're looking at things like grading, condition of the roof, the condition of the cladding. And then we just kind of flow from there. So we're making notes as we approach the house. Mm -hmm. Hey, the grading don't look good in this corner. There's low spots here. I need to remember that when I go in the crawl space. I need to see if there's water penetration, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And it just kind of flows through the house. We're always looking for water penetration, any evidence that the major systems aren't working properly, which is the HAC, electrical, plumbing, um, all of those systems. So we're checking receptacles for the correct polarity. We're checking light switches to make sure that, that they're operating correctly. So you're checking, you're using like uh, prods to check? Polarity uh, testers, sure. Wow. Uh, GFCI tester, make sure that they're tripping like they should. 
Do you run through the whole um, circuit board too? Uh, we we open the panel box, take a look at the the wiring if it's accessible. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, take a look at the wiring, try to match the breakers to the wire sizes. Uh, yeah, so it's pretty thorough. Do you get on top of the roof, or is that something you have to do for uh, the most part? We're not required to mm-hmm. get on the roof. When would you? When we, it's walkable. It's, you know, if it's a walkable roof, uh, a lot of times we will. Definitely not required, but we need to be leaning the ladder up, mm-hmm. looking at, at it from the from the eaves for sure, looking at it from the ground um, with binoculars or uh, zoom zoom lens cameras. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, the roof's definitely a part of the home inspection. We well, need to be taking a look at it. with missiles. Yeah, sure. <laughs> While we're on the roof, um, one thing that I always tell homeowners, and I'll pull them out in the yard, and I say, if, if you look at your roof and it seems to have a sparkle, that's the fiberglass mat underneath the granule showing, usually a pretty good indicator that it's going to start losing its seal um, and, and some other things. But usually when you can see the sparkle, is there anything else that you look for besides that? Uh, cupping, curling shingles, missing right. tabs. Yeah. Um, the the roof boots always seem to fail before the roof. Oh, absolutely! So definitely take a good look at those. Unless it's one of my roofs. Um, <laughs> now the cup. That what's funny and what you said about cupping, curling, blistering, things like that that are manufacturer's defects. If you see anything like that, normally if you look up towards the ridge, a lack of a ridge vent is usually the the culprit there. And uh, when they can't breathe, normally you know you're supposed to have uh, intake through your soffit and then exhaust through your ridge vent for passive ventilation purposes. And all the manufacturers, we we mentioned this on several shows, but all the manufacturers say that their shingle's the best, and they disagree on everything, but the one thing they agree on is that ridge ventilation. Sure. So do you move stuff around in the house to try to look at other things? Like, would you slide the couch over to see no, if there's something? No, we, we try to be really careful not to move uh, personal belongings because we don't, we don't own that house. We're, we're a guest in that house, so I don't move personal belongings. Um, we really recommend that the sellers make things accessible for us. Okay. And then always at that at that uh, walkthrough, which is usually right prior to closing, that's when, when the real estate agent would walk back through and see maybe something that would have been hidden under the couch or under a rug or something like that that we wouldn't have been able to see. Is there a time if you see something and you can't maybe access it uh, directly, and I can't even give you a good example, but maybe it's on the roof, will you recommend in your report to the realtor you should call Absolutely. A roofer if, or an HVAC If we guy. can't access something, we definitely need to be making that known to our clients mm-hmm. and recommending that they have it looked at. That's a nice disclaimer. And will that information, if the realtor says, thank you very much, uh, could a homeowner in theory say, yeah, that's fine, I don't care? Or I guess they a, could. Right. Um, but like I say, we, doc, we would document our, my written report if I can't access an area. Gotcha. It is in that written report that I could not look at that. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. You got me thinking over here about roofing. And um, if I were pitching a scenario at you, say I'm the buyer, and I know that home inspections go totally different whether you're working for the buyer or the not, – not for you. They don't go t- different. But if you're trying to uh, work for someone who's selling the house and you're going mm-hmm. through and saying, hey, this is all – these are things that you want to address before you put the house on the market, for instance. Or if you're the buyer, that means the house is already for sale. But say I'm the buyer and there's a few things I wanted to know. Uh, one thing that comes to my mind is uh, we preach about how roofing and HVAC are the biggest ticket items. Like, how would you evaluate both of those? Like, what do you do for the heating and air? And I know we just covered what you do for the roof, but how how do you evaluate the lifespan or or say that if they're in good shape or not? Home inspectors are are what you would consider a generalist, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at the the condition and how that item functions right. on the day of inspection. That day, right. So I'm making notes of damaged fins or if my exit temperatures don't mm-hmm. seem to be within the normal range mm-hmm. or if my ductwork doesn't look like it's in good shape. So I'm going to make make all those notes, and then I'm going to say, hey, you really ought to have a specialist yeah. take mm-hmm. a look at this, and they'll determine the life expectancy. Yeah. 
I mean, we have a general idea of, of the typical lifespan of equipment. Right. But um, our job as a home inspector is not to say, hey, it's going to last six more months. Right. It's to say, is this item functioning as right. intended? And are there anything that, that may need to be looked at a little closer? Yeah. One thing that I wondered about is how common is it? Uh, and we preach about keep all your records for your house. Similar to like if you get an oil change, you know, you want to know what the mileage was when that happened. But uh, do you see that it's pretty common that folks keep their roof warranty information or their HVAC service records? I, I think a lot of people probably keep it. It's not laid out very often for mm-hmm. us as inspectors to see the the maintenance history. Would that so affect it, your inspection if I could produce to you, here's when we bought it, here's the maintenance, or will you get that far so a lot into of, it? A lot of times, um, somewhere around the 8 to 10-year mark as an inspector, I start saying, you know, this, this uh, HVAC system is around 8, 10 years old, you really ought to seasonally start having that heat exchanger looked at. Mm-hmm. Um, that's way beyond the scope of a home inspection, but I just know around that 10-year time frame is when it would be wise to start having that looked at by a seasonal inspection. Okay, So, so yeah, so if, if that information was laid out that the heat exchanger was just looked at last month, then I may word that differently in my report. I mean, with our warranties that we do on a roof, you know, it's a 50-year non-prorated warranty and it's transferable. It has all that information laid out, like the uh, the wind speed warranty and things that are in. So if you get my warranty on a house and somebody can present that to you or give you an electronic copy of that, it's of course, same. you're not going to look at the, the roof as critically because it looks like it's been backed up appropriately. Um, I got a tough one for you. We've talked about asbestos and radon, things like that. Uh, with older homes especially, do you have a way that you can identify either one of those, or do you specifically look for asbestos? A lot more common than radon. but So as a home inspector, we have things in the industry that we call them presumed asbestos-containing uh-huh. materials. Right. The environmental concerns are beyond the scope of a home inspection, but right. when we see items or when I see items that are kind of in the industry known to potentially contain it, mm-hmm. I try to always point that stuff out. And asbestos requires a, a separate license, right. requires a special license, and normally the testing of, of a material has to be sent to a lab, so that mm-hmm. typically wouldn't be able to, to be to accomplished in a home inspection. Now, there are some home inspectors that do have uh, radon testing equipment. Mm-hmm. That That is common in right. our industry. Is it um, a best practice to hire an inspector, a home inspector that may have been referred by a realtor? That's a tough question to ask you because uh, with your wife being a realtor, of course, she would recommend you without hesitation. But So our policy is we don't recommend a single inspector ever. Right. We present a list. We encourage our clients to call. Mm-hmm speak with each of those inspectors and then kind of determine what's the best fit for them. So I don't know that I would say uh, don't mm-hmm. hire the person mm-hmm. that your agent recommends, but I would say it would be wise for you to, to take a proactive role right. in speaking directly with the home inspector. I agree. Asking them directly, uh, you know, what are your qualifications and experience? I read where uh, if the home inspector says, ah, it only take about an hour, just hang the phone up. <laughs> and uh, and also, if you know, ask them about their format, like how they do this. I've read several of your reports, and everything was just so thorough that it had more information than I even understood. Another thing that I read is that if they present a home inspection report in a checklist format, that's another thing to steer clear of because basically they're just checking boxes instead of going into the necessary detail that you might want to read as a buyer or seller. Now, I'm a seller, okay? What are some things I need to think about when getting an inspection, maybe right before you walk in the door? I joked about the dirty uh, laundry room, but that's probably true, isn't it? Some order in your house, right? Sure. I think uh, one of the best things a seller could do when they're trying to prepare their house for sale would be to consider that pre-list home inspection. Mm-hmm. And I, I would definitely agree with the, the tidy up recommendation. You know, a dirty home is not necessarily a 
a defect per se, but it definitely changes my perception of the house as I walk through the house and uh, how I start to think about how the home might have been maintained. All right. Then what are some of the other things people need to think about? An overview. One thing a a lot of times sellers don't consider is the accessibility. Mm -hmm. So I, I was doing a home inspection yesterday and there was, you know, tons of stuff stacked under the sinks and uh, couldn't really get to the attic access. So it's just one thing that I would recommend is that, you know, they consider all the things that we're going to look at and right. then maybe move that stuff out so that we can make it accessible. Because mm-hmm. um, if I can't get to it, as I mentioned before, I have to report that I didn't go there. Couldn't see it. Well, if I come back it. and say, hey, these six areas I didn't go into, that could make a buyer pretty concerned. Mm-hmm. And um, the buyer would probably see that as a potential expense if they before they buy. Very possible. That they would have to have checked out. Very possible. Okay. Very possible. So definitely make those things accessible. Under sinks, uh, attic accesses, uh, the ability to get to the water heater, the ability to get in the crawl space. Just make sure that we can get to all those places. Well, then what are the questions a seller could ask themselves before someone like you, a home inspector, shows up? What are some of the things they need to consider that can help this process? I would just start with the exterior. Uh, they could go out and make sure their gutters aren't full, make sure their downspouts are in good working order, take a look at the roof. Can you visually see any areas of damage or missing shingles or damaged wood trim, things that might want to go ahead and have corrected prior mm-hmm. to a home inspection? Hey, can I jump in since this is where our worlds collide with the home inspection and the roof um, with algae? on the north slope of a house. I know that the shingles we have now have um, algae deterrent. They have an algae warranty. But, you know, 20 years ago, they didn't treat those with copper oxide. Uh, What do you normally recommend to somebody who, I mean, doesn't necessarily affect the life of the shingles. It's just not very pretty. Do you word that as a cosmetic defect or how do do you handle that? When I see it, I typically recommend uh, they have it cleaned. Sure. Can you start telling them just to replace it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and this is the Carolina Contractor Show. we got about five minutes left in the show. We're talking about home inspections and before you have one, some of the stuff you need to do. So aside from the exterior, which is just a visual, you can the average homeowner can look at their house and go, I probably should take care of that. Now we walk up to the doors to go inside. What are some of the other things that a homeowner can check before an inspector comes to, to help the process well, along? Speaking of doors, are the doors opening and closing freely? Are you able to lock them without having to you know kick them? Mm-hmm. Um, are your windows opening and closing freely? Do the lock mechanisms work properly? So if there? you have to go up to your window and go like this? It's probably time to fix it. <laughs> More than likely. Okay. All right. Continue, please. What's next? You talked uh, about you test uh, outlets and stuff. Sure. Yeah. Are, are all your receptacles working? Um, when you flip the light switch, does the lights come on? Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely, are, are those things in good working order? Is your panel box labeled? A lot of times we'll go to the panel box and... I'm trying to evaluate uh, the sizing of everything, and there's no labeling. Okay, I never thought about that. I mean, we're we're all lazy in, in our human nature not to label them. We kind of know, or we have them partially labeled, but that's a worthwhile project to go ahead and Absolutely. find out what they do. Absolutely. If right, I, if I, it slows me down, and I can't uh, properly assess if things are, are working properly if I don't know what they go to, and I, and I can't spend hours figuring that out. How so, can okay. somebody do that? If you're, if you're not uh, construction or electrical savvy, can they hire an electrician to I come in there and trace yeah, if everything? You're, if you're not... If you don't have the ability to do that, absolutely, I would get it done by electricity. Don't toy with electricity. Yeah. Get a pro. <laughs> yep. get, a, get a pro. All right, let's move over. I know a big thing. We talked about water, looking at the outside, if there's penetration in the house, but then you've got all the plumbing fixtures. I guess that's something to go look absolutely. for drips and Absolutely. Look, look under your sinks. Um, look under your sinks. Make sure your toilets are secure. Uh, make sure they're not running You know, after you flush them. They, they keep coming back on every 10 minutes or so. Make sure your tubs and sinks are draining. Uh, mm-hmm. in, a re- in a relatively uh, appropriate amount of time. And do you look at HVAC inside and outside the units? Uh, we, yeah, we, we look at the units both outside and okay. inside, sure. 
So um, what should people do there? So, I mean, if you if they were covered in grass clippings, you know, people mow and throw clippings right at them, or if the fins are all damaged and beat up, um, if the unit's inside, if the if the uh, insulation is damaged and falling off the ductwork, um, definitely go ahead and get those things corrected before we come. What are a couple other things people do as we wrap up the show for a home inspection? Uh, one thing I would like to mention is uh, pilot lights. A lot of times in the summer inspections, the gas logs won't be on, um, and then we'll, we'll make a note that they're not on, so they weren't tested. That's kind of a that can scare buyers. So mm-hmm. definitely go ahead and get those things lit, get them ready for us. Mm-hmm. Take a look at your kitchen cabinets. Do you have handles that are falling off or cabinet doors that don't work? A lot of times it's pretty pretty quick fix. But if it's if it's not working properly when I'm there, I'm going to note it. Well, I guess the biggest surprise when it comes to a home inspection is you're not just checking the big ticket items and the obvious things like structural deficiencies or if HVAC unit is working correctly. There's a lot of little sure. stuff that you check. Like I wouldn't have thought about cabinet handles and that's something that it, you're going to It may check. not be a huge deal, but I definitely point it out to anybody that hires me. Well, think, those things can add up. Yeah, I think that's a good thing because uh, if you're working for the seller, obviously you're you're trying to get ahead of anything that a potential buyer may come in and want to negotiate sure. them down on. So, I mean, I think that's it's really good to be proactive. I mean, it could even put more money on your pocket. If you fix everything ahead of time, then you're basically leaving that person uh, who wants to buy the house uh, with as little negotiation room as possible because you were proactive. Sure. I know we're just scratching the surface and we're hitting the high spots, Mitch, but um, I'm going to put this list that uh, Mitch gave me on the website and I'll also put it on the Facebook page. But man, can't thank you enough for coming in today. Very informative. Glad to be here. Somebody wants to contact you, we can put that information up on the website too, Mitch. Sounds good. All right. This wraps up another edition of the Carolina Contractor Show. Again, home inspections, there's a lot more involved than you might think. And I can't stress this enough because my wife and I learned the hard way. Clean up your laundry before you let these guys (laughs) and gals into your house because they're going to take pictures of it and put it on a permanent record. And Nobody wants to see your underwear. Well, it didn't bother me much, but my wife was a little mortified by it. But anyways, if you want to visit the website to get the information that uh, Donnie's going to post there and how to contact Mitch and some of these uh, points of uh, interest on getting a house inspected by a home inspector, go to thecarolinacontractor.com. You can also click on the Facebook page there. And if you want to listen to shows, including past ones and podcast form, we've got them up there. And of course, send your questions to Donnie. You can click on the Ask the Contractor button and submit your information there and your question. And Donnie answers them all. And sometimes when we have time, we answer them on the air. But in a show like this, just the information from Mitch was so detailed and interesting. We just didn't have time. We'll try to get to it next week. Yes, sir. All right. And we hope you have a great weekend. And thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor Show. Thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor Show presented by SureTop Roofing. Learn more and submit your questions at thecarolinacontractor.com. Everything under your roof is important, so make sure your roof is up to the job. For over 20 years, SureTop Roofing has been covering triangle homes and businesses. SureTop Roofing is certified with all of the major shingle manufacturers, providing a 50-year non-prorated warranty. SureTop Roofing has estimators, project managers, and design consultants on staff, guaranteeing superior service. Visit SureTopRoofing.com. SureTop Roofing has you covered.